As I invited all these children up here on stage, and I, I, I remember my kids growing up, I, it, it, it just amazes me how different each one of my kids are. Anybody like that out there? You, you had kids, and they came from the, from the same parents, they came from, they live in the same house, they eat the same food, and they're just different. <laughs> and, and it's fun, kind of, um, <laughs> you know, getting to know your kids and, and who God has created them to be. And, and I'm, I learn every day what my, what my kids are like and, and who they are and who God has created them to be. And, uh, and I, you know, my, my little son crew, my two-year-old son, you didn't see him on stage because we were afraid of what he might do on stage. So we, we left him back um, in that padded room back there. Um, but uh, it, it's, it's interesting to see, see him grow and develop just like my other children. But we, I found out something the other day about him that I didn't really know. I, I wasn't expecting. Um, in all the messes that he creates, I didn't realize this, but he, he really needs his hands to be clean. Right? He will have like chocolate from head to toe, but his hands need to be clean. Otherwise, he doesn't like it. And a matter of fact, the way I discovered this is that the other day he had a, a bag of Cheetos, you know, one of those little, little bitty bags of Cheetos, sandwich bags of Cheetos. And he was eating Cheetos, and he came up to me, he was holding the Cheetos, and he was holding his little hands. And his little hand was covered in cheese dust, right? And now, if we're going to be honest, if you decide that you're going to eat Cheetos, then you've just decided to have a messy hand, all right? Because there's no other way to eat these things. But he's holding his hand up. He says, he, he wants me, it's so obvious. He wants me to, to clean his hand up, okay? And if I'm going to be honest, I, I want to clean his hand up too because that boy is going to get everything filthy. Uh, he's going to get the couch filthy. He's going to get the, the carpet filthy. He's going to get the, um, uh, uh, the table messy. He's going to get the pillows messy. I mean, anything that he takes, he's, he's going to get me messy, if I'm going to be honest, he's going to try to reach out and touch me. Matter of fact, this morning he almost got chocolate all over me because he wanted me to clean up his chocolatey hand from the donut. Praise the Lord for Hebrews. <laughs> and, and so I'm sitting there and I want to clean this hand up. So I'm, I'm cleaning it up and I'm kind of getting messy myself cleaning it up. But then he still wants to eat Cheetos. And so the only logical explanation is that I've got to feed him Cheetos now so that his hand doesn't get dirty. But, but my hand's getting dirty now. It's just a mess. It's just a mess. So daddy decided that we're both going to have clean hands and we're going to throw the Cheetos out the house. Okay? That's what we decided to do. And, and it was out of that compassion, that love, and that desire not to have a dirty house that I decided we're, we're, we're not going to play this Cheetos game anymore. And I'm going to be honest with you. I'm looking at what Jesus did in his earthly ministry and the kind of compassion that he had on us. And I realized something all at once is that he, he wasn't afraid to reach out and touch somebody and bring healing, no matter how dirty, no matter how messed up their life was, he was willing to do that. He was moved out of compassion. And as we read in our passage of Scripture today in Mark chapter 1, starting in verse 40, we're going to find out that Jesus is calling us to call out to Him for healing. But when He heals you, He calls you to reach out to heal. Heavenly Father, open our hearts and our lives, Lord, this morning to receive this message. Help us to be a people of compassion in Jesus' name. Amen.
Amen. Jesus is moving uh, from town to town. He's moving in the region of Galilee at the moment. And he was walking and talking and, and ministering and healing. And much of, of Jesus' ministry is done on the way to something. On the way to something. And it, it's not in my notes, but I, I want to mention this to you, is that much of your life is, happens on the way. Isn't that right? You can, be, you can be on the way somewhere, but a lot of life happens on the way. And as people of God, we got to be willing to be people on the way. Right? To, to take God with us so that, so that, you know, it's not just about when we get to work, right? But it's on the way to work that, 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 we, that we don't yell at people when they cut us off, right? It, it, we got to be people on the way so that we, we show courteousness and, and love and compassion because most of our life is actually takes place on the way. But as Jesus was on the way, a man with leprosy, the Bible says in Mark chapter 1, verse 40, a man with leprosy came and knelt in front of Jesus begging to be healed. If you are willing, you can heal me and make me clean, he said. Moved with compassion, Jesus reached out and touched him. I am willing, he said, be healed. And the Bible says instantly the leprosy disappeared and the man was healed. Praise the Lord. In order to understand this, this passage of Scripture, and in order to understand the, the significance of this moment, it's necessary to understand a little bit about what leprosy actually is. Many of you have grown up hearing about leprosy uh, as a child through, through church. You've kind of grown up, and, and you know that leprosy is a, a, is a nasty little thing, but you don't really understand what leprosy is. And leprosy is actually still around. The CDC uh, knows it not as leprosy, but instead it's known as Hansen's disease. It's the same disease, it's just, it's got an official name, Hansen's disease, and we know a lot more about leprosy now than we used to know. You see, le uh, leprosy or Hansen's disease is, um, is a disease that has, is an infection because of slow-growing bacteria called, and I'm going to try this, it's Microbacterium leprae. Hmm? Pretty good. You don't have no idea how much I practice that. Okay. Whew. See, this, this disease affects people's nerves in such a way that, that, uh, that it brings numbness and deadness to their nerves. It can bring on paralysis and it can be seen throughout the skin and throughout the soft tissues of the body. And so it creates sores and swelling. And, and it causes people to be so numb that if they do get a scratch or a, or a sore, they don't even recognize it until it's, it starts getting too late. It becomes infected. And, and as it gets infected, they, they're dealing with another infection on top of this bacteria infection. And, and it, it becomes overwhelming to their bodies. It's a, it becomes an immune system problem. And, and one of the most heinous things about this disease is the fact that the disease happens in such a slow and methodical manner that it, it causes your body to struggle so much that you can begin to lose fingers and toes and, and limbs. And, and even there's a lot of cases where people begin to lose their nose and their ears because of the leprosy. And so people of this day um, 
we're so afraid of this, not just because of what it did, but because of how contagious this disease was. Now today we have a cure for Hansen's disease if it's caught early enough. We can, we can simply prescribe to you a series of medications and, and treatments and then you'll, you'll begin to recover from this bacteria infection. But the truth of the matter is, is that today there's all sorts of diseases out there that we can't cure. But there's one disease that no matter what we do, we will ever be able to cure ourselves and that's the disease of sin. You see, one of the significant points of leprosy is that as these lepers realized that they were sick, it was evident to other people. It was all over their bodies. And so the, the lepers were, were pushed out of their community to, to form leper colonies outside of the community. They, they were disallowed to interact as a community. They were pushed out of their families. And to be honest with you, they were willing to go because they didn't want to infect their families. But their heart was broken. You can imagine with me the effect of this, this disease. You were once okay. You were once filled with love and hope and potential and doing your job and working and living a fulfilling life and all of a sudden you were sh stricken with this disease and you felt separated from your family and from others and, and it was obvious and evident all over your body and, and you felt like you have been cursed by God. It pulled you away from everything that you knew and if we're going to be honest, you felt like the walking dead. Because you were. You had, uh, you had a death sentence over you. And it was just a matter of time before it put you in the ground. Leprosy was a serious business. But if you ever tried to try to contact someone, if you ever tried to integrate back into the community with leprosy, cover yourself up and, and put a hood over yourself and walk in and try to interact in a way if you, the law stated that if you got within touching distance, you could be taken outside of the community and stoned to death. This was serious business. Serious business. So much so that they were so scared about breaking this rule that they were required as they came into contact, maybe even accidentally with someone uh, uh, from far off, they would cry out, unclean, unclean. And when people heard that, they would begin to part ways and they begin to, to step back so as not to become in contact with that leper. Because you see, not only would a person be scared of, uh, of, of touching that leper and, 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 and being contaminated, but a person was, even if they weren't contaminated, even if they didn't get leprosy, they were defiled. And they had to be ceremonial, ceremonially clean. They had to go through a whole ritual to try to rid themselves of, of even the, the thought of contact with a leper. You see, leprosy always represents sin in life. Always. And leprosy, leprosy separates you from your family and, and, your, and your friends. Leprosy causes your heart to be deadened inside. So that even little problems become infected and grow and, and, and cause bigger, greater problems because they go unchecked. 
Leprosy will, will cause you to, uh, to hurt and not even realize that you're, you're hurting as bad as you are. Leprosy pulls you away from the family of God and pulls you away from other family and friends. Leprosy causes you to live your life unloved, lonely. Sin causes you to live your life unloved, lonely, separated, and in need of healing. With sin, you feel like the walking dead because you know that there's a problem inside of you that you can't heal, that you can't touch, that you can't fix on your own. No matter how much you try to wash it, it's inside of who you are and you can't separate yourself from it. And your only hope at the best of times is that somebody would come and touch you and heal you. And at the worst of times, your only hope is a quick death. You see, folks, I, I think that when we talk about sin as a church and as a people of God, sometimes we don't really understand how vicious, how ugly, how heinous sin is. You see, sin is so contagious even that people that have given themselves over to sin themselves become a, a, a place of temptation for other people. And it's, it's even right for us to try to avoid that kind of sin, that kind of sinful person. The Bible tells us not even to walk with those people, not to talk with those people. Because of, because of the contamination that sin can bring into our lives. But I want to show you something. I want to show you something that's very important. Jesus calls us to a moment of compassion. You see, when the leper from Mark chapter 1 came to Jesus, his statement incredibly, it was incredibly powerful because he acknowledged something very amazing. He says this, he, 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 was, he realized that he was helpless to fix this problem of sin, of sin in his life. And so he called out, if you are willing, you can make me clean. If you are willing, you can make me clean. He realized that it was Jesus' choice, and he fell before the feet of Jesus. And Jesus was his only hope. Up until that point, the, that leper could only rely on the sympathy of the, of the community and, and government assistance. That leper was going to die a horrible death. Short of God's glory, it was over for him. That's our condition too, isn't it? That's our condition as lepers, as people that have sin that is intertwined into who we are. And that leper gave us a beautiful model to follow. This model is this, he, that he recognized that he was sick and he couldn't heal himself. He believed that Jesus could heal him and he hoped that Jesus would heal him. You know, it's something as simple as that. That as a person recognizing that you need Jesus, recognizing that you can't do it on your own, and coming to Jesus hoping that, he, that Jesus would heal you completely and totally. But Jesus responded with compassion in this moment. I think that 
we fail to also understand the emotion that is within this moment as the leper approached Jesus. That leper came to Jesus within a crowd. Everything must have been screaming inside of that leper, turn away and run. You're not supposed to be here. You're not supposed to be in a crowd. But the leper, realizing that Jesus' only hope is pushing in, calling out, unclean, unclean, until he finds Jesus standing there. He throws himself at the feet of Jesus and he says, if you're willing, you can make me clean. You can heal me. I wonder sometimes, what must have been going through that leper's mind? You know, we're not sure exactly how that crowd must have responded, but whenever I look at the scripture and I see how everything was going, you must have heard an audible gasp within that crowd that that a leper had shown up. The crowd began to part. They didn't want to be unclean. That leper got before Jesus. We're not exactly sure. The Bible doesn't say how far the leper was from Jesus. More than likely, he was beyond a a touching distance. But we don't even know what, uh, what that emotional state was. Was there a pause in that moment? I think there was. Because Mark tells us that Jesus in that moment was moved with compassion. Throwing himself at the feet of Jesus, if you're willing, you can heal me. Jesus stepped back, he looked at him. And the Bible says that God doesn't look at the outward appearance, but he looks at the heart. And we can know that Jesus looked, and he didn't just look, he really saw him. From the top of his head, eaten up with leprosy to the bottom of his foot, assuming he had his feet still. Jesus saw him. Jesus knew him. And Jesus was moved with compassion. What a pregnant pause right there in that moment. I wonder if some of us here today are are scared that Jesus won't be receptive. That he won't be receptive of you because you can look in your own heart as well and you, you know what kind of sin that you have. You, you know what kind of, of, of guilt that you carry. You know what kind of shame that you have. You know that if people really saw the real you that they would avoid it, that they would shun you. Maybe that they wouldn't even let you around their kids because they know what you've been up to. That's why you keep things covered up so tight. But in that moment, Jesus saw this leper and the Bible tells us that he was moved with compassion. I love this part because Jesus is is known as the word of God. That's what John tells us. He's the the word of God. The Bible is very clear that, that Jesus speaks and things are created. We see that account in Genesis where the word goes forth and speaks and and everything that we know came into being. 
He speaks and things are created. All life is created from his words. But then whenever it came to creating man, the Bible tells us that he breathed his breath of life into us. That there was some kind of action beyond words when it came to creating life inside of who we are. We see other accounts in the Bible where when Jesus encountered someone sick, all he had to do was speak the word and they were healed. Jesus is a man of authority, the Bible says, and, and all he has to do is speak and it'll be done. And Jesus said on that account, he says, I have never seen such faith as this. But in this moment, it's a little bit different, isn't it? Maybe separated from this man by a few paces, Jesus so carefully and so able just to speak a word and watch this man be healed and not defile himself. But what happens? <laughs> Praise God. Jesus walked over to him, reached out his hand and touched the leper. I will be healed. 2 Corinthians chapter 5, verse 21 says, For God made Christ, who never sinned, to be the offering for our sin, so that we could be made right with God through Christ. Amen. He who knew no sin became sin. He reached out and willfully touched the leper. He became ceremonial, uh, ceremonially unclean so that that leper could be made clean. And today he stands willing and ready to reach out and touch you no matter what you're into, no matter what kind of sin that you're experiencing because all sin leads to death. The Bible says the wages of sin is death. And I'm so glad that there's a comma there, not a period, because it goes on to say, but the free gift of, of God is eternal life in Christ Jesus our Lord. And he, it's ready for each one of you because, because it doesn't matter what type of sin that you've been given over to. It's just a symptom of sin, the disease. Mark chapter 1 verse 42 says, instantly the leprosy disappeared and the man was healed. When the Bible says things like instantly or immediately, it's important because we find out something, that there was a physical problem that was immediately cleaned. Instantly, the leprosy spots fell off. Instantly, perhaps, the, whatever that the leprosy ate up was restored. And he stood clean. And, and Jesus thereafter, he says, he says go and, and present yourself to the chief priest and, and, and so that you can be called clean. And, and by, by reaching out and touching this man, Jesus did more than just 
healing him physically and removing the spots of leprosy, but Jesus, by touching him, restored him in the community and brought dignity and brought respect to that individual so that everybody around him knew that he could be touched. That he could be touched. I don't know what you're going through. You might feel like you're standing in the middle of the crowd this morning and still lonely. You might feel like you're so far away, but just a few feet. But Jesus is there to touch you. I thank God that his compassion was more than just a feeling. It was an action he was moved into. You see, each one of us today falls into two categories. You have leprosy of sin in your life, or you've been healed. Those are the only two categories that exist. You're either saved or you're not saved. You're either alive or you're walking dead. If you're the walking dead, if you're not saved, if you have sin at work in your life, I want you to know this morning there is hope in Christ Jesus because he came to set us free. He came to set us free from every sin, every shame, every guilt. Some, some religions are built on guilt. They hammer the fact that you have sinned, that you are an imperfect person, and that you need Jesus. And that is true. All of that is true. But if that's where the gospel ends, it's really not good news, is it? Praise God. Praise God that the good news is that Jesus still reaches out. He still touches. He still heals. He still delivers. He still takes away the addictions. He still takes away sin. And he still takes away shame. And you and I have the opportunity today to reach out and grab a hold of him as he reaches out to grab a hold of us. But perhaps today you're here. And you'd say, Pastor John, I stand clean. I stand redeemed by the blood of the Lamb. I stand without any spot or wrinkle, just like the Bible says. I'm not perfect, but God is making me perfect. Amen. And I'm glad that you're here today. And I'm, I'm thankful for you, but I've got news for you. If God has done a work in you, then he expects you as a hand and feet of his body to reach out, to be moved by compassion, not just to feel compassion, but moved by compassion to reach out and touch, to bring restoration and healing to the people in this community, no matter what they look like, no matter what race, no matter what creed, no matter the socioeconomical uh, footprint, their carbon footprint, my goodness, to reach out and restore. He's given us that ability, folks, as a church, as the body of Christ, to be moved with compassion and to reach out and bring restoration and healing in their life. But they have to come to Christ on his terms. You have to come to Christ on his terms. Would you stand with me all over this place this morning? For many of us this morning, 
for all of us this morning. There's two simple challenges. Call out to Christ to heal you. Ladies and gentlemen, he's your only hope. He's the only way to become clean. You can't do it yourself. The more you try, the more of a mess you make. What are you waiting on? What are you waiting on? But this morning, if you stand redeemed by the blood of the Lamb, then the challenge is simple. You yourself to reach out and bring healing with you. You yourself to restore others. Who's God putting on your life right now? Who's God putting on your heart to reach out to, to touch, to show compassion, mercy on, to invite to church, to invite them to lunch, to be a part of your family before they're a part of the family of God? Because I got news for you, fellow believer, your family is the family of God. You're willing to invite them to church, but you're not willing to invite them over to your house? Come on, family. Come on, family. Would you bow your head and close your eyes all over this place? Heavenly Father, I pray, God, that your Holy Spirit would be at work in our hearts and our lives right now. Lord, I pray that you would reveal the leprosy of sin to us right now. Lord, for those hearts that have grown numb, Lord, to their sin, Lord, for those hearts, Lord, that are unaware of just how bad things have gotten. Lord, I pray that you would reveal it to them in Jesus' name. Lord, not to bring sin and condemnation, but Lord, to restore the opportunity of hope that they have in Jesus. Father, I pray, God, that you would begin to draw their hearts and lives out, Lord, so that they can call out on you and be saved. In this moment, at this time, hallelujah. With your head still bowed and eyes still closed, I'm looking around right now. No one else looking around. I simply want you to raise your hand and say, Pastor John, that's me. I want God to forgive me and restore me in my life. If that's you, no one looking around. I just want to know who I'm praying with. I'm just going to wait just a moment. Thank you. I see you. Thank you. I see you. I'm looking around just a moment. I want to know that I'm praying with you this morning before I move on. This is the most important moment right here. Thank you. Yes, I see you, sir. One more moment. One more moment. Heavenly Father, you see these three hands that have been raised, Lord, committing to you, Lord, themselves, calling out to you, Lord, that you would clean them. Lord, that you would heal them. Lord, that you would remove, God, not only the disease of sin, but Lord, the effects, the symptoms of sin in their life. Lord, restore to them the things that they have lost. Lord, introduce them to your lovely Holy Spirit that brings love and joy and peace and patience and kindness and goodness and gentleness and self-control back into their life. Lord, help them to be to realize that they are now a part of your family, the family of God. Lord, that they are integrated back into our community and they can stand, Lord, redeemed because you, Lord, said so. Now, Father, I pray for each and every one of these people that have come into this congregation, Lord, that you've already touched, that you've brought, already brought a change. Lord Jesus, that 
that your spirit would be at work in us, Lord, that you, Lord Jesus, would empower us, Lord, to reach our hand, Lord, to our community to touch them, Lord, just as you have touched us, Lord, to bring about the restoration of them and their families in our community. Lord, I pray, God, that we would invite people to come to church. Lord, I pray, God, that we would invite people, Lord, into our homes. I pray, God, that we would engage people in conversations. I pray, God, that the, that the, that the beauty, Lord, and the aroma of our lives would rub all over other people, that they would know, God, that they would have a hope represented right before their eyes, Lord, that they themselves, Lord, would reach out to you and call out for healing. We give you all the praise and glory. Now go with us, Jesus, and help us, Lord, to find you. Lord, give hope and do life together. In Jesus' name, amen and amen. Go and be blessed this morning.